0: ain't got the time but I'm trying to get on my shine uh, hold on bro my my bad look 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 check this out I'm not a artist or a rapper a musical artist but the next person we got on this interview is an up and coming artist out of East Nashville what he go by? Quez Cantrell this guy's a father, a friend a, a, um, what else brother, son you can put a lot of things on it. So, hey, come with us. Step into the office while we interview Quez Cantrell on the I Lost My Podcast. But uh, for now, I'm finna keep trying. Hold on. Well, I think we, we should stick to podcasting and leave the rapping to the How about that? Mm. Podcasting is the truth. I lost my podcast, but I found you. And I'm killing it. And I ain't rapping in the booth. I'm in East Nashville. And you kicking it with the crew. Yay. Stay tuned. (laughs) So, what's up, what's up? First and foremost, I want to say thank you to our guest today, Coiz Cantrell. Thank you for being on the podcast, brother.
1: What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.
0: So, how you doing today, man? Be
1: honest. Uh, Man, I'm doing good today, man. I'm doing good. Uh, Coming off some, some great things happening for me as far as my music and things like that, so i'm I'm in a great space right now, honestly, I can't even lie, you know, so
0: we usually do something on the podcast what we call like mental health check in, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: all that talk talk to me how your mental health is for the day, the week
1: uh man, the week I mean it's been pretty good, um you know, kind of coming off of like I said coming off of doing a big show downtown. we got to perform downtown uh february twenty eighth twenty twenty two so that was a a big one for me um getting ready for that was kind of stressful. You know, I had to uh, to to block out a lot of distractions and focus, and uh, you know, make myself be a lot more accountable for myself just to make sure that right. I'm showing up. So, but you know, I, I would say my mental health is probably in the best state it's been in a while. You cool. know what I mean? Cool. Yeah.
0: So we like to keep it keep it just transparent. We mm-hmm. believe in um, at all stages, anybody's story or anybody's situation can help somebody. Mm-hmm. So uh, just keep that in mind, and just we're just gonna be open and honest and and this whole podcast, all right. For sure, for so, sure. straight up, uh, introduce yourself and the loved ones that you'll be talking about today.
1: Yeah, so like like you said, uh, I'm Quiz Cantrell, Nashville artist, web designer, um, pretty much all around man. I do a lot of different things, um, and specifically, I guess we'll be focusing on you know the loss of my father and my brother, um, six years apart, uh, but but both really play a big. I guess uh, they play a big role in just me doing what I'm doing now, who I am, um, the person that I've become, you know, they, they both were, uh, monumental losses for, you know, not only myself, but my family. So those are the two I'm going to be focusing on today.
0: Cool. Cool. So when was, I guess, which one was the most recent passing? Mm -hmm. And I know you said six years apart, so give us that timeline. So
1: my, my brother passed July 8th, 2019. Um, so that was the most recent and then my father passed february 25th 2013 so that was you know i was right in the middle of college um going into my last semester actually um and it's a lot about that you know my father he you know dealt with uh going to prison incarceration different things like that so there were just different spouts of um i guess losing him in you know increments you know before we that final loss happened you feel me but yeah, so those are probably the two, six, six, roughly six years apart.
0: So if you could, could you give us, like, a who were they as people and what mm-hmm. did they mean to, like, you? Mm-hmm. I know you said your dad was very, or they were, it was detrimental to the
1: family, but yeah.
0: who were they as people as far as family and mm-hmm. to you?
1: For sure. So my dad, he was, my dad was really, like, the rock of the family. You know, he's the one that everybody leaned on, that everybody could call on. Um, He he could never turn people away. You know, he he put himself last a lot, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, my dad was pretty much the rock of the family. Um, You know, the one that everybody ran to to talk for guidance, for wisdom. Um, You know, his story goes back coming from the projects, you know, being really young and having to adapt to that um, environment and have to like, as a 12, 13 year old, really have to jump out there and, you know, do certain things that kind of led him in a certain direction, um, like I said, dealing with incarceration and things like that. So my dad, that's, that's who my dad was, you know, just kind of the one that was before his time, but that had to step up, um, sacrificed a lot of himself and his, his own goals, his own time and, um, you know, things like that to, to make sure that we were straight, that his mom was straight, you know, his brothers, you know, all those type of things. And uh, my younger brother, he was, he was the baby of the family, right. uh, you know, the star athlete, the class clown, um, Yeah, he was a lot of different things He was the one that was always fun He was rambunctious He was, um man he, he loved being out in the streets And you know what I'm saying Just he loved people, you know what I mean He loved, it don't matter what you, you know What you had, what status you were You know, the highest to the lowest He just loved people, you know what I mean
0: Like you said, I remember I know you personally So I know mm-hmm. a lot of times Him being a star athlete mm-hmm. And y'all was playing ball around the same time He got yeah. most of the shine, right? For sure
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, he definitely got most of the shine just because of the position (laughs) he played. You know, growing up, he was a quarterback and he was a running back. He played point guard. You know, he started as a freshman in high school for Maplewood, like varsity, you know what I mean? So um yeah, he was he was like he was the man child, you know what I'm saying? He was he was the one as soon as he stepped on the field. Half man, half amazing. Yeah man, as soon as he stepped on the field, he was ready. You know what I mean? So uh yeah, that was that was kinda his calling. You know, that's
0: cool. So what's a if you could give me like what's a a memory that comes to mind of each, like a great memory Mm -hmm. that you just like, all right, this is in me because we did this or mm. dad gave me this, this what's a good memory that comes to mind when you think of
1: them? uh man when i think of my dad i think of two memories in particular one we went to the uh he took us to the uh the titans playoff game the first year the music city <laughs> miracle and you know the tickets they was they was it was the last minute so we got what we could get we was yeah. literally on like the second or third to the last <laughs> row so we like at the top top you know what i'm Y'all saying Y'all nose bleeding man at this i'm time. talking about running you feel me <laughs> but <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was that was a good memory. He actually like, you know, remember the Titans was losing. So he was like, man, all right, we need to because go, we got a, we parked in the project, so we got a little stroll. Yeah. And I remember my younger brother, he was like, nah, daddy, they gonna score. They gonna score. And he was like, nah, come on, let's go. We got all the way to the gate, walked out the gate. As you know, the Titans ran it back, Music City yeah. Miracle. And we ran back to the gate, you know what I'm saying? They let us back in. We had to watch the replay on Jumbotron. I just uh-huh. remember my brother being like, "I told you, I told you," yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that was that was a dope memory. And then also like my dad, he was we connected a lot on shoes. He loved Jordans. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, one time he came to pick us up with the with the Concord Elevens on, mm-hmm. and um, I remember he he told us, "Yeah, man, we ain't have none for y'all." They ain't have none. You know, they were sold out of y'all size. So we sitting in the back seat. He got them on. But he drove all the way to Chattanooga, and they was sitting in the trunk. You know what I mean? when He picked us up, so he gave them to us. That was like, yeah, that was one of them... Yeah, I mean, I, I I still get, you feel me, yeah, warm on the inside from it now, you know yeah, what I mean? kind
0: of like, I, ain't, I can't let y'all know.
1: Nah, y'all yeah, was. He, my, mama was, and my mama, he was going to let us sit in it. My mama was like, stop playing with them, and, you uh-huh. know? So he went and got him out the trunk and gave them to us. We in the back finna cry and shit. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's, and then my brother, man, we was just like, you know, we was night and day. You know what I mean? We was completely different. Uh, shared the same room for like the first 12, 13 years. Um, So we was competitive, man. That's one of the memories I have about us, man. We'll go in that backyard. I wasn't necessarily a hooper, but, you know, we'll go at it. You know what I'm saying? About the fight, you feel me? He go inside, he mad. You know, the the younger, the baby child thing, you feel me? But, like, that's the one thing I remember about my brother. We was just always competitive. Uh, We always had each other back. You know, he never got to fighting around me, and I didn't get to fighting. You know what I'm saying? That was kind of the rules. So, uh, yeah, we just had, you know, we got in a little trouble here and there but uh, we we had a lot of fun honestly so
0: in in the same I guess in the same realm of us talking about you know memories and stuff what's like a song if it's any song that you hear what's a song that reminds you of them like
1: my dad um, man he loved Tupac you know, he loved Tupac. He, My dad wasn't even bald, but in, like, 96, 95, 96, when Pac was out, he was. my daddy had a bald head. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a bald. You know what I'm saying? He grew his head back out. Had, he, he passed away. He had locks, so he never had hair problems. But um, Tupac was one of his favorites, so we always used to listen to um, that double-disc album that he had on death row. I guess I would say um, California Love was, you know, that's something he played all the time. You know what I mean? That's one of the songs as a kid that stuck with me that – uh Made me think about him now when I hear it. You know what I mean? And then I and my brother, he the one he introduced me to Boosie. You know, he was the first time first time I ever heard Boosie was him playing it in my room. I'm trying really? to sleep. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to sleep and he just playing it through my Xbox. I'm like, man, who the fuck is this? Like, uh-huh. I you know I couldn't get with the voice at first, but I just started listening. So one of the songs is a uh, Boosie. Um, Mind you, wonder why your child so bad. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the songs made me think of my brother. That's what's
0: up. That's yeah. what's up. So. In the transition of both your dad and your brother, mm. who was more of your support system and, like, who would you lean on most what was one, like, how
1: mm. how was that dynamic? I would say for my brother, I mean, for my dad, it was kind of a collective thing. You know, I had a bunch of my siblings here. Um, only one of my, my younger brother that's, that passed away, he was incarcerated when it happened, so mm. we couldn't necessarily be there for him. You know, he had to kind of handle it on his own, which I'm sure, you know, had had some um type of play on, you know, his mental health. I could only imagine. But um yeah, I, you know, initially I leaned on um my my family. Um I leaned on nausea super heavy. Mm-hmm. Um even I remember I was trying to read like what I wrote to go to the funeral and I never I couldn't I couldn't get through it. I kept breaking down every time. And she was just kinda right there, you know like rubbing my back, let me know I can do it. You feel me? And I pulled it off at the funeral. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's who I leaned on then. Um, and then with my brother, I think I just took a different approach. You know, I was like so upset that I ain't lean on nobody. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I kind of just, um, just cause in the manner mm-hmm. of the way that he passed, you know, he didn't just pass away. You feel me? He was taken away. So it was like a lot of anger that came behind that. And, um, you know, I, I honestly had to be there for other people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh my brother went here, my pop's gone. So I had to become that rock, you know what I mean? And um yeah, that was tough because it was it's was like I couldn't I couldn't even grieve myself, you know what I mean? Um because I was just trying to make everybody feel like it was gonna be okay, even if it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was kinda that was kinda um, yeah, I didn't really lean on nobody at the time. Or well, I didn't give myself I didn't give people an opportunity. To it like, oh, I didn't give myself the I guess the freedom to lean on people. You know what I'm saying? I kinda push people away. So that uh, was
0: more so you more so pushed them away yeah. in the passing of your brother, right? For sure. So I I, I mean to cut you off. No, you do you. It's just it's the point I gotta talk about. So when you say you leaned on somebody, how mm-hmm. did that look? Was it was it an open lean? Was it a stubborn lean? Like you, you halfway in, you halfway like be honest. Was you halfway
1: uh, in? I don't think I've ever fully leaned on nobody. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I think I'm too 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 prideful. I guess you know what I'm saying um, to just let myself fully lean on somebody. You know what I mean? Because I'm used to people leaning on me, so I don't even know what it's like to give somebody. Right you know, that opportunity to be there for me, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I would say it was more so, or it might have just been, like, the perception of leaning on people, you know what I'm saying? They hit me up, how you doing? I mean, I'm good, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm not, you feel me, I'm telling everybody I'm good, but everybody knows that I'm not. They seeing it in my demeanor, uh, seeing it in the, the way that I grieved. You know, I, I smoked a lot. Um, I stayed in the house. I didn't want to go do, I, I stopped being social, stopped answering the phone, I stopped texting um, you know, I just became kind of a ghost, I guess, in a sense, you feel me. Right. Um, you know, it was kinda like a part of myself got lost, so I just felt like I didn't even know who I was and mm-hmm. I didn't and I know I still had this anger, you know what I'm saying, and this feeling on my heart. Um and I didn't want that to spill over on other people, so I just kinda sat with it myself. You right. Know what
0: so I, mean? I know um it's a song when you said, uh, you're very prideful. Mm-hmm. Um it's a thing where uh J. Cole said Proud to be the death of me, mm-hmm. uh death of you, death of me. One of them, mm-hmm. but I want you to know, and I want I want to hear you say mm-hmm. or agree that you know, like you can, you can lean on somebody. For right sure. at this point, and yeah. it's it's a process. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got to find that person. It's trial and error. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we fail as men. What's up, ILM? I lost my podcast listeners and viewers gotta take this moment just to tell you we need your help support us support the podcast be a super listener a super viewer all you have to do is donate anything penny dollar nickel it, it doesn't matter we appreciate it all and it's simple to do all you have to do is go to paypal cash or Vemo and type in i lost my podcast all lowercase that's right i lost my podcast all lowercase it's simple We're trying to grow this channel. We want to grow with you. And you want to see us do better things, right? Come on, we need better equipment. But until then, we're going to let you get back to this podcast. I know it's interesting, right? Yeah, I know. And I can speak for myself because I was in a situation weeks ago where Mm -hmm. I was just, excuse me, but I was just like, man, Mm -hmm. man, it's just going crazy. But, you know, even in that situation, I found a couple people to reach out to. Mm -hmm. And I got some... I got some unwarranted or unwanted, you know, feelings and kickback, but Mm -hmm. it's okay because for that one, it was like one person that I was just like, damn, like, damn, bro. Mm -hmm. But for that one, I had like three more that was just like, no, keep going. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Feel what you feel. So don't ever be too prideful to feel like you can't talk to nobody.
1: Mm -hmm. So I just had
0: to put that out there.
1: I appreciate that.
0: No problem. And, um, so, just for the audience and the listeners, the viewers and listeners, mm-hmm. how did your brother and your uh,
1: dad pass? So my dad um, passed of an apparent heart attack. We're still not too sure. It was a lot of um, a lot of unanswered questions around that situation. So I, I don't really dive too much into that. But you know, when people ask, I just say it was a health type of situation. Okay. Um, And my brother was actually murdered, you know, drug, you know, as the news says it, a drug deal gone bad. Um, And then, man, I just had to go through, you know, the trial for that situation just started. So, uh, man, last month, like, we really had to sit in the courtroom and, like, hear all these things, hear about where he was shot, um, the the people that were involved, you know what I'm saying? As far as they know, you feel me? Of course, you know, we know a little more. Um... Then we know a little more, let me just say that. But um yeah, it was it was tough, you feel me? So just hearing the specifics about that situation, you know. My dad apparently uh, passing of a heart attack, a year out of prison, you know. Um, and then my brother, I think he was maybe a year and a half, two years out of prison when he passed away, so or jail. you know, been to prison but So
0: you said your dad was what, a year out of prison and then it happened? Mm-hmm. And then your brother was what, two years out of
1: about one or two? Uh I think my brother had been home about 2 years from from jail from the from the from the stretch that he had through that period, right, right, right. you know what I mean?
0: So, yeah. if you can just think back, can you take us back to the day of each of those specific like what did it look like?
1: Man, so my dad, uh I know that one like the night before is actually my youngest my youngest brother's birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was in Clarksville, so I didn't get to make it to his birthday dinner. Um but I was studying for a test. I was in computer science. I had a big test the next day so I kind of just ignored my phone for a minute uh, and I remember my dad called me probably like eight o'clock at night yeah you know I mean and I'm like right in the middle of studying so I'm like alright I'm probably done in like 30 minutes so I just hit him back um, 30 minutes turned in about 10 30 I was like alright, I just talk to him in the morning um, and then my eight o'clock class my class was at eight o'clock so I went to my class um, cut my phone off took my test walk to my next class, I still ain't thinking about cutting my phone on. When I get in my next class, I turn the phone on. And that's when I just, my phone just started going crazy. It's just text, text, voicemail, missed call, missed call. It was like, I had, I had probably 30 missed calls, um, like 10 texts, you know, 10 voicemails. People just like really trying to get in touch with me. But nobody in the text said what was going on, but I knew something, you know, right, right, had right. happened. So, uh, man, I walked out of class. My uncle called me. He the one that kind of like broke the news to me. Just was like, man, they told me my brother gone. I'm like, what? You know, and I ain't really putting it all together. Um, And then he kind of broke down on the phone. So I couldn't get much out of him because I'm like, all right, something going on. I ran back in, got my stuff, ran to my car. And by the time I got in the parking lot, uh, my oldest brother had called me. He was crying on the phone. And he just couldn't even talk. His girlfriend at the time took the phone, broke the news to me. I broke down, bro. I just... Laid on the back of my uh put my head down on the back of my car and I was just bawling like as loud as I can remember. Um some somebody walked up to me, put their hand on my back, asked me, was, you know, was everything okay? Did I lose some I I don't even remember that part. I kind of went blank from Sound then down. to Yeah, from like that point to like um drove driving to Nashville. Naja drove me to Nashville cause uh my mama told me don't drive, which was a good idea. Uh we finally made it and they had to wait to like keep uh, him there so my brother arguing with the people there like nah, my brother on the way he coming from Clarksville they tried to take him I finally got there and I got to see him uh, broke down in the room with both of my brothers and uh, man from there it was just a, a blur You know what I mean yeah. it was just a blur and uh, then just the process of you know finding what they wearing funeral, you know, all those, everything that come with that type stuff. It was, uh, yeah, it was definitely a blur from that point on, probably for like the next, I stayed in that blur for a while, like nothing felt real for a while, you know what I mean? Um, And then my brother, it was, it was just different. It was a Monday. I remember it was 2019, July 8th. Uh, The All-Star game was on that day. So I was at home, got off work, watching the All-Star game. But the whole day at work, I was just like, man, something don't feel right. Like, you know, I ain't know what it was, you know what I mean? got home got the car tried to I almost almost killed myself on the way to uh the hospital right. you know i'm doing like 60 70 on the interstate and i just punched the, the steering wheel i don't know why <laughs> you know car in full yeah, speed yeah, yeah. and that mother just thought you know what i mean i had to get it under control but uh man yeah I got there you know they wouldn't let us in the hospital room um i remember sitting in the room with my mom and she was kind of Preparing herself because she, you know, had already, she could tell what was going on. I'm trying to stay positive. But after that, I just lost it, bro. I'm throwing shit. I ripped the whole trash can out of the ground. The ones that's nailed. Ripped that motherfucker through it. Uh, Whole bunch of shit, man. Whole bunch of shit. I kind of lost it. So at that that moment, it
0: was just, it was more so, I guess, raw emotions just Mm -hmm. boiling, right? Yeah,
1: and I think it it was a combination of that. Um... Going through the losses over the last years, it just compounded and compounded and compounded. And then that one happened. And that one was more so like uh, the strata broke the camel's back. You know what I'm saying? Like I was already on edge, going through a lot. Um, Like I said, had my older brother who actually went to federal prison a year after my dad passed away. Mm -hmm. So it's like all these losses just back to back to back to back. And then that one was kind of like, you know what I mean it was it was over after that like I really can say I had like a mental break, you know what I'm saying? And right. like really just lost it for a while, you know So what I mean?
0: it was I know you just said there was a lot of stuff going on at that moment, was it? I mean, anything that you cared to share like in conjunction with you know your little brother like yeah. something that, I mean, I guess tough 2019. Yeah. So
1: at the time, I mean, he was dealing with battles himself. You okay. know, we were dealing with battles with him, personal battles, things that he was going through. He had he come I mean, he you know he came up in the streets, you yep. know what I'm saying? Really, no really out in the streets. And, um, you know, everything that comes with that, man. Everything that comes with that, we had to deal with as a family. Um, man, putting myself in positions and places I don't need to be to make sure he's straight. Um, you know, it was just that my mom was dealing with a lot, pretty much having a son in the streets, uh, another son in federal prison. You know, we trying to take care of the kids, you feel me? Both of them got kids, so we all trying to collectively play that role, you know what I'm saying, and then that happened, you feel me? And it's kind of like that kind of just threw everybody, you know, for a loop because we was already, you know, really dealing with a lot, you feel me, coming behind his his circumstances at the time. So
0: as far as those passing, how has that, how has losing them, like, affected you? So how has the dynamic changed in your household mm. and with your family, as
1: a whole you know um, i mean so it's a little different i would say with my dad that was different because we didn't have a child um we were in college so it was it was a little different um it really made me more focused you know what i'm saying like i said i was i was i was a year or a semester away from you know getting my computer science degree so mm-hmm. it kind of just made me like lock in and like Right, I got to make him proud, I got to make him proud, because this is all we talked about, you know, okay. getting this degree, coming home. My dad was an entrepreneur. I was coming home with a computer science degree, so we had plans of business. You know, he wrote a book. He wanted me to type his book out, which I still have. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a little different as far as my household at the time. Um, you know, my relationship definitely suffered, you know what I'm saying? But that's more so, uh, I guess I would say, based on, where my focus was at at the time you know so you said
0: relationship which relationship my
1: suffered? my relationship with my uh relationship with Nadia so okay. like my you know boyfriend girlfriend relationship okay. suffered at the time um and it was more so like i said just a focus type thing um but losing my brother that that affected my relationship a lot because it kind of like i said i had all of this anger and resentment and you know all of those negative terms built up in me and they poured you know Hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? And that's that's a true statement. Um, So, yeah, it kind of just... I grew a lot lot more distant. Um, Lack of communication. Not really wanting to be bothered. You know, short temper, So, a lot of arguments and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Went through all that, basically. So,
0: it's five stages of grief. Mm -hmm. And uh, the stages are denial, anger, depression, bargaining, acceptance. Mm -hmm. So... I would I'm gonna ask which ones have you experienced, which you kinda just touched on Mm. anger, which I haven't a lot a lot of people I haven't I haven't heard them say anger. Mm -hmm. Touch on touch on any of those anger. You can start with anger, but any any other ones that denial and if you need help. For sure.
1: Uh so I start on I'll start with anger. Uh that was that one was I guess it, it, initially with my dad, it was anger, but that turned into drive. You know what I'm saying? It turned into purpose. It turned into focus. So I took that energy of anger, and I didn't really let it bleed out into everything else. I just used it for fuel. You know what I'm saying? But with my brother, that was a completely different situation, you know, because he was murdered. So I dealt with, like, you know, I stopped sleeping. And I, I actually stopped sleeping when my dad passed away, stopped getting good sleep. So I probably ain't had like, I know, I hear Lito say it all the time, he ain't had good sleep in years. It's like, I really ain't had a good night of sleep since like right. 2014 for real. Okay. Um Then I had a daughter after that. So I really stopped sleeping, you know what I'm saying? But um, with my brother, man, it was, it was a sleep thing. I remember I, I used to, you know, take melatonin to go to sleep. And I remember I just started having crazy dreams about him, about the situation, like, and it was different variations. It's, you know, me in his position, and I'm the one getting killed. It was, you know, me and the dude who done it, and I'm killing him, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, and it wasn't, it, it felt real, bro, so when I'm in them right. dreams, I'm waking up, like, and co- I'm waking up in like, real deal sweat, soaking the, I'm soaking the sheets up, you know what I'm saying, and um, so I stopped sleeping after that. I wake up and, like, I had a dream probably like two three times a week uh so every night i'm waking up two or three o'clock in the morning go in my living room i write because i started i got back de- you know deeper into music okay. um but then i would smoke you feel me so i'm sitting there at two three o'clock in the morning smoke blowing it down like i ain't got to go to work in a couple hours you know what i mean but it kind of just became a part of my normal routine so the anger um for my brother situation you know just kind of Bled out into different things. It made me, um, like I said, a lot more sporadic. Um, but I poured a lot of that anger into my music, honestly, and that, you know, that that gave me some type of purpose for it. But it took a while for me to even get to that point. Okay. You know
0: so, I mean? as far as what about, have you experienced denial mm-hmm. or depression? Talk oh yes. Yeah. So
1: denial, I would say the the denial came initially when it first happened. Um, right. Like I said, because I didn't give myself Uh, I guess I would say permission to experience what I was really feeling. You know, I'm telling myself, like, I ain't really that sad. I ain't, you know what I mean? But when everybody leave, I'm at the house, like, breaking down. You know what I mean? Going through it. And, you know, I wouldn't, my mama crying, so I'm there holding her. Like, even at the funeral, I cried. But, like, if you ask anybody that was at the funeral, they'll tell you, like, I was consoling the other people. You know what I'm saying? The guests, you feel me? So, I didn't really give myself the space to um, grieve, which turns into denial, because you start telling yourself like, "I'm cool, I'm right. you know. You start thinking mm-hmm. like, "Once, once I don't cry about it, I don't feel it anymore." You dig what I'm saying, but it's like, then I would get to a point where something would happen, and I would break down. I kept having these, back, you know, backslides of circumstances that kept pulling me back into grief. So it was like, all right, I need to deal with this some type of way. Right. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: so real quick, with mm-hmm. that denial, do you think that kind of because you wouldn't, I think the denial and acceptance go together. Were you more like? Was that more pushing you to, you know, smoke and mm. kind of become detached? Would you? For sure. Would you say?
1: For sure. That? I I stopped. I kind of took my mentally. I wasn't really in, and I use this terminology, this realm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, um, right, I was, and when I was in this realm, I would do anything to escape it. Ooh. So that's why I'm rolling up back to back. Back to back all day, all day. Cause I just don't wanna feel nothing. I don't even wanna like be fully in my mind because I'm I can't distract myself from what's going on if I'm fully here. You dig what I'm saying? I got you. Yeah.
0: So how did it I mean now I guess where you are, do you feel like that was that was appropriate or do you have any I guess drawbacks mm-hmm. from it?
1: Yeah, time. You lose time when you do that. Mm. You lose the focus on the things that matter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, In my time going through those things, my family, my household, people suffered because they had to learn how to, or they had to, like, I I wasn't an option for certain things. You can't really go to quiz to have that conversation because he's not that version of himself anymore. You know what I'm saying? And then even knowing that I'm this different version of myself, it was difficult because it's like, I'm going around people and mentally I'm thinking, damn, they thinking like I ain't even me no more because you know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, but I'm not me no more. I'm a completely, you know what I mean? So then you trying to, you grieving, you're not just grieving the death of the person who passed, you grieving the death of who you were and the innocence that you lost, you know, um, through this circumstance. Cause like, that's really what it is when somebody dies in, you know, that type of manager, you, that type of, um, manner, you lose, you lose a little right, bit of the right, right. innocence in your side of yourself. You become a little more like, um, I don't even know what the word is, but you just lose that. you you, you not as naive, you know what I mean. So it's like when I, I stopped wanting to go out the house, we stopped going out on dates, we stopped taking trips, because at the end of the day, I'm thinking about if I go out there and something happened to somebody, I'm gonna have to. I'm thinking how far I'm gonna have to go with somebody, cause I'm, you know, what I mean, it got that close to me and I can't. Let nothing like that happen around. So was me, that so. was
0: that depression I guess setting in? Or uh, yeah, you... I mean,
1: I, I was depressed when it happened. I was already battling depression when it right. happened. Um, because when I lost my dad, I didn't get any help. Yeah, you know I mean, we like this was in 2013, so the conversation around depression and therapy and counseling okay. was different then. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Nobody was in my ear saying, "Man, you need to go talk to somebody. You need to go." You know what I'm saying? That's um, true. and I just went the next couple of years. And thinking, all right, I'm succeeding, I graduated, I went and got a corporate job, um, I'm building websites for artists, I'm doing all these things, but like it's still that hole that I can't like talk to my dad, you know what I mean, that I can't hit him up. I'm doing I'm all of these things we talked about, I'm having to do it by myself. So it don't even like it took the joy out of a lot of the accomplishments that I was getting, you know what I mean?
0: So is there is there any days like birthdays, months mm. that's just like the hardest for you and when's yeah. those times?
1: Man, I would say it's crazy because my body kind of tells me, you know what I'm saying, before my mind recognizes what it is. So like this past month, like I said, my dad's death day, uh, my brother's murder case, um, and my older brother just came home from prison too. So those are like three very, not to say the last one ain't really a traumatic experience, but it's just the end of a traumatic experience. So it's like I'm dealing with all of these and uh, my sleep pattern got off. Uh, I'm focused on doing a show but I'm trying to figure out why am i smoking so much why am i getting back into that bad habit because right. I, I got you know I stopped smoking um and I kind of just fell back into that pattern and then once I came up on the weeks I'm like dang my dad death day coming up and then we got this trial and then my brother I was like ah that's why I'm doing all this subconsciously you know what I'm saying I was trying to escape because I know what's Coming my way, so
0: you've, you've felt it before, and it seems like at that moment you was like, Your body was already coded. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I went into this, I did this before, so yeah, it's only right because I don't want to think about this stuff, yeah. So, I mean, that's a big thing, uh, with losing somebody. Uh, the only thing I could suggest, like, I'm no therapist or anything, mm-hmm. but like, if you can, you know, it's I, I just finished the book Atomic Habits, which is a great book. Mm-hmm. But if you can You gotta redirect yourself Around them times Even if it's like If dad If you say he was an entrepreneur If he like Mm -hmm. Couldn't hurt You like Well Mm -hmm. at this moment I'm finna give out Five haircuts or something Or Mm. If your brother Played football You like At this moment I'm about to get my boys That's hard uh, And we about to just play uh, All out Touch football And see who got it But
1: you just you got, gotta redirect Yeah, yeah, you got the power to do that. Yeah. You know, I would say like in the last month, dealing with all of those, those were extreme lows, except for my brother coming home. But then I had like in the same day, like I had to go to the court for my brothers for the trial of my brother, yeah. leave there during the recession, go to 101.1 and I was on the radio yeah. uh announcing a new show with Scooby. I mean a show that I had, so I talked to uh Dola White. You know that was the fir- like my first time being on the radio, big moment. Then I had to go back to the court, and hear the judgment. So it's like I went from like a, you know what I'm saying. But I think experiencing all of those highs with those lows made me realize that I got the power to like find the balance in between. You know what I'm saying. Not yeah. don't not get too high to where like I'm ignoring all of this real shit that's going on. Yeah. But not get so low to where I can't um, appreciate. What's going What else is going on In my life You know what I mean So <clears throat> hold on my bed. No, ah,
0: excuse me
1: mm-hmm.
0: So to kind of Get in the mind of I don't want to say The menace But you know it's just sound cool to say But mm-hmm. um <laughs> To get into the mind Of the menace yeah. Or um Can you think Of a time When you saw someone grieve And what did that look like To you Like was it A good experience A bad experience Like mm-hmm. before all If you can go before All of this yeah. Like what did what is your experience with seeing someone grieve?
1: i'll go back to the first my first experience um when i was in eighth grade um uh, my brother my older brother he was in ninth going to 10th grade and he had a friend that was pretty much like his brother you know what i'm saying like he called my granny granny we call him big justin um he was six 10th grade six seven three fifty something like it you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. like Supposed to go pro um, Or like You know He just already had That makeup Of somebody That you can see Making it to that that, To that level Um, The skill set too You know He was good But uh, he ended up Getting murdered That summer Between them Going from ninth grade To 10th grade football So um, And seeing my brother Go through that Like my older brother He was like uh, Derek Henry before Derek Henry, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he the middle school man child for real. He just had to, you know, put. He played quarterback, but he running the ball, stiff right, arm. Right, and, right. Um, and to see him kind of go through that transition of, like, I didn't know I was grieving either because I'm like, well, this is my brother, friend. You know, this yeah. like I I feel it of course because this we would we went a year or two apart. Um, but seeing my brother go through that and seeing him just try kind of change. You know, he stopped, he quit football, uh, started selling uh, weed, he started smoking it, like, out heavy, you know what I'm saying? And then to see his whole body makeup go from being big PC to, you know, he started getting smaller. Um, That was my first experience seeing what that looked like, but I didn't know what it was. I'm just like... Okay we growing up And that's what my brother doing now You know I, I'm not realizing That he's just a teenager Dealing with grief itself You know what I mean So
0: The biggest thing Is um, I guess Would you say Would you say You took that same form Because In a sense You said like He mm-hmm. started smoking mm-hmm. And You took that same form mm-hmm. Because I think we got <laughs> What's crazy is Because we do have Older siblings You mm-hmm. look and you see like Well they went through it Yeah And some sub- Subliminally or we're we're like connected and we're yeah. like, Yo, I seen this, i I might do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you you probably unconsciously just was like, Yeah, Big Bro did this, I know I need to go
1: through it. It's like way. it's more like, um, just think of it like when you when you come in and playing for a team, like you only know the plays for the playbook that they got. You know what I mean? So that's the playbook that we get handed down generationally. How do we deal with pain? Well, we drink it away, we smoke it away, we act like it don't exist. Um And if you never shown this other side of how to do things, like if I was shown, if we ran Wing T my whole life and I was shown how to run the spread, I would be more knowledgeable and I'd probably be like, well, this is more, you know, that we get more done with this playbook than this playbook. But we never got this playbook because everybody in our past, our whole family, generation after generation after generation, we only know this one way how to deal with it. Right, right. You know what I mean?
0: So... This is this is a question. Um, I know we sat down in the meeting, but mm. and that was one meeting that we did that panel at the mm. PSV store. Shout mm. out to the PSV store. Shout out. Uh, what is it? One hundred Taylor 100 Street.
1: One hundred Taylor Street. Y'all go check the PSV store out. It's a great place to be. Great place to find other creators and entrepreneurs.
0: Yeah. So uh, PSV store. Just letting y'all know when y'all see this clip, uh, <laughs> we need to get that TV spotlight in the store. No, nah, just. Oh, hey.
1: <laughs> nah, for, <laughs> for real But
0: nevertheless, this next question It goes into like what we handled that day mm-hmm. uh, When we sat down and had that men's talk Which mm-hmm. was great, I, I loved it uh, so? It was a great But, be honest, do you feel like You are allowed a space As a man first mm-hmm. To grieve and, you know Get things out And, mm-hmm. my bad And mm-hmm. secondly, as a black man
1: Um... I mean, I don't, I don't feel like we're allowed that space, but we gotta make that space for ourselves. You know what I mean, like, regardless of what we're allowed, um, you know, men are very prideful and we have egos, so we don't, we don't want to show that side of ourselves because we still have to come back to this, being this rock, you yeah. know what I mean? So um, sometimes showing our lady or showing our parents or showing our children, younger siblings, this vulnerable side of us, we think that they'll never see me as this empowered person again. Um, when in reality, you know, it's showing that vulnerable side makes you 10 times more powerful. 10 times. Because, you you know, you showing, like, I wish that I would've had that conversation with my youngest brother about how to deal with these type of things because he was 15 when my dad passed away. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, he right, was right. 21, 22 when my brother passed away. So, to, for me... At my age, I know how hard it is, or it was and is, to deal with those circumstances. I wish I could've shown him that it's okay to feel that way. You know what I mean? You ain't gotta try to man up because I'm trying to man up. You know what I'm saying? When really being a man is more so like being honest. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta create them spaces for ourselves. Oh, hey guys, hey!
0: Sorry to interrupt your viewing of this podcast or listening to this podcast
1: but i have to say that if you want to be a super listener and support us our improvements to our channel as we upgrade the more that we put out uh, things on our platform feel free to contribute whatever you feel like contributing if any to our cash app paypal and venmo and everything is lowercase i lost my podcast and just you know donate whatever you feel like donating if you'd like to support what we have going on so thank you guys so much for the love and for listening thus far and i hope you continue to enjoy the podcast bye guys um and finding them spaces ain't easy because you know sometimes you may be with somebody who's not as soft or doesn't or hasn't dealt with that in particular um or death in that manner so like they don't really know what they're supposed to be for you you know what i'm saying? And it's like having the expectation to say, this is what you need to be doing, or this is, when we're not having that conversation and communication, that's like, you know, asking them to go find a needle in Nashville. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just go find, wherever you find it at. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's, and then I guess being a black man, that's another thing because um, like even with my job, when I lost my brother, I took like two weeks off, but I still didn't feel like I was ready to go to work. Right. So, you know, I tried to work something out. Can I work from home? Can I this? and They weren't really, they was like, no, we need you here. We need you here. You feel me? And it's like, I'm sitting there in this meeting talking to them. I literally just lost my brother. I don't even think it was two weeks. It might have been like a week, you know, after the funeral or something like that. And, um, yeah, they didn't, they didn't, didn't have that conversation with them. Like, they don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? Even, even up to that, my brother had, you know, he had mental health issues before that happened. So I would have to tell them in the middle of work, like, yo, I got to go handle something. But I can't say my brother's having an episode and I got to go make sure he's okay because they don't really understand us in that, in that realm. It, you feels know what I'm like, saying. it
0: feels like, to be honest, or to help you out, it feels like, yo, we don't get that same luxury to mm-hmm. say our brother or our somebody is going through something. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying wholeheartedly. Sure. So that leads me to ask, I know then what it sounds like then mm-hmm. you didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. with expressing your feelings of grief and, and feelings in general as far as situations, which mm-hmm. I feel like first for that company, mm-hmm. I feel like they wouldn't have gave a damn. Right. And that's just how sometimes corporations is. Cause mm-hmm. it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. But now do you feel comfortable with expressing like your feelings and grief or like on the scale of one to 10, 10 mm-hmm. being widely open, mm-hmm zero being still not open give me a range
1: i'm definitely a 10 right now i'm definitely a 10 i mean you
0: 10 on the podcast but like i if, mean
1: in my art and okay. you know having these conversations like, with people out in the street just like because you gotta think right after that we went into quarantine uh-huh. so i went from that to storing myself away to the world shutting down to coming outside and people seeing me for the first time and it's like oh damn they asking me i forgot like not to say i forgot that that happened but i forgot that everybody experienced that so when i come outside i may not necessarily think people are gonna say nothing something about my brother but then that's the first thing they talk about yeah. my brother or how i'm doing in music you know what i'm saying um but i would say like i'm an open book as far as like just through that process you know what i mean i've i've Respect. gotten to the point of where i feel like i'm powerful enough to to sit and have the conversation um without breaking down, without not being able to format my ideas, or, like, I'm removed enough to be able to look back and see the situation and and step outside of myself, see how what I did affected other people. You know what I'm saying? And how me um, taking myself away from people um, affected our relationships, our friendships, you know what I'm saying? Those type of things. So, like. So, mm -hmm. what
0: what pressures of the world do you feel, like, became more daunting since losing them, like, what was the heart I guess mm. what felt like it was just crushing you
1: just showing up bro just showing up. just showing up you know what I'm saying um getting out of the house mm. you feel me answering the phone responding to text message mm. it's text messages um going into work and and having like just regular conversations with people like everything felt like too much mm. you know what I mean it felt like too much to ask you feel me because I can't even think or even like dealing with my relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like uh I could be over here really focused on how to build my relationship, but I've been thinking about this all day. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? And it's like so when I'm asked a question, I haven't even had that thought because what my mind is on is literally in this realm of darkness it's of up in it. yeah, it's wrapped up in it, you know what I'm saying? And it's like and then you start to feel like you a cloud. You start to feel like you a walking cloud. So you don't really want to be around nobody. You don't you know want to be a burden because I don't wanna. I don't wanna. Man, somebody might have something great going on in their life, but then you know I may not be able to show my excitement for it because I'm dying inside. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, and I'm really like, and even to go deeper, like I'm trying not to have the type of thoughts that I'm having. You feel me? Like right. I had suicidal thoughts, all that type of shit. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it got real dark. So, um, and then you know. You don't want people worrying about you, so you don't even want to have those type of conversations. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to be babysat. You know what I mean? You don't want to have people. Like I said, I stopped answering the phone. So it's like, how 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 does that look on that other side? How does that look to them that I'm not answering the phone, even though I just can't articulate what I'm dealing with right gotcha. now. You know what I mean? Gotcha. That's yeah.
0: That's that's actually great, man. So when was the last time?
1: Mm.
0: When was the last time have you that you cried, man?
1: oh uh, uh last monday not this past monday but uh i had this show you know okay. i had a show at the um, african-american music museum downtown with pat walker reese and wolf um and it's like building up to that man i had so much going on so many different things i'm still having to be a father i'm still having to be a part of a household i'm still having to i started a job another job so i'm having to show up at work and uh i hadn't given myself enough time to even be in the moment Mm -hmm. um and then like after that moment and everything had happened and like people giving me all this praise and i'm still like to me you know like it was a dope moment it was cool but i gotta you know i'm saying once i moved on that next day and i had to clock in to work I, i i was off the high you know what i mean but like um taking all that in man just knowing that like i got the you know people i know they proud of me you know what i'm saying i know i got angels i know i'm protected so um you know taking all that in i just had a moment and it was the first time that i probably cried for something good yeah you know what i mean it was a happy cry so it was a happy I mean? cry yeah uh,
0: was it more was it in private
1: was it oh yeah i was definitely by myself okay. just that day getting ready for rehearsal you know i took a little minute backstage about by, by myself and i just kind of just sat there and was like wow i can't believe we done got this far you know i'm sad that my people ain't here to experience it with me but um they are here to experience it with me you know what i mean it, you, that energy ain't never left You feel so
0: me? i think i think a big thing that we uh that we don't talk about is uh the negative self-talk mm-hmm. like negative self-talk is a bad mofo mm-hmm. you know and i think like it was a happy cry yeah but i, I bet you that cry came more so because you shut that negative self-talk up Mm -hmm. you showed up you performed i watched it uh on youtube thank you but uh it was it was good bro appreciate it and uh you showed up and you
1: actually did it Mm -hmm. so
0: i I always know it's a battle with that negative self-talk
1: yeah yeah it's definitely for me that's that's been something that i like i grew up as a kid i was a fat kid you know what i mean (laughs) um in a house full of You know, one of my brother's a quarterback. The other one's starting running back. You feel me? I'm right here in the middle. So it's like, and I'm not either one of those. So I'm searching for identity my whole life. You know what I mean? And it's like, damn, bro getting all the girls. Bro getting all the girls. I won't even jump off the porch to try because I'm just in my head so much. You know what I mean? So it's like I always had that, that other voice inside of me that's like, that's like asking me, like, bro, are you really who you think you are? are you, you know, what I mean, they say you do, you can do this well, but can you really? Or are they just saying right. that? You know what I mean?
0: But in actuality, mm. from the position you played, you was actually the protector for both of their positions, for sure.
1: So, <laughs> and
0: you took on that form mm-hmm. even when both of them was in certain positions. Mm. So, ain't like poetic
1: bro. the grand scheme of things. So, <laughs> as much poetic, as we, man. You know, yeah. We don't
0: know at the time, so for we sure. just, you know, it, it was
1: building something in me. It was building something to be this version of who I need to be now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: So, have you ever sought out therapy, and what are your thoughts on it?
1: Uh, yeah, I took, I went to therapy for a few months last year, and I would say it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, but then I kind of, like I said, that self-talk, like, am I really <laughs> getting some out of this, and, yeah. you know, um financially, was it working for me? And you know, going through just trying to give myself every reason to not be a part of it. Yeah you know I mean I ended it eventually. Um after I think I did like three three or four months. But like in those three or four months, man, I, I learned a lot about myself about um things that I didn't really notice. You know what I mean? That she noticed within the just based off the things that I'm talking about. You know what I mean she was like, You talk a lot about your dad. You know, how and we diving into you know, those feelings of abandonment and how I carry those type of things with me now in my relationships, like, um, and friendships and everything really. But it was, it was opening for the most part, you know, a great experience. And I'm actually about to start back, uh, going to therapy again. And do you, okay. Do you prefer mm-hmm.
0: group sessions,
1: individual sessions? Um, it depends on the topic. Okay, I think if it's a group session, honestly, I'm pretty open. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty open. Um, so I think that I would be the same version of myself in a one-on-one session as I would in a group session. You know, it just depends. I think with the group, it'll depend on where the conversation is going and how I feel like I can add to it. But one-on-one, and then I like more, I, I would rather be in person. You know, this world changed everything to um, video. And, you know what I mean? So that was kind of hard to get used to going through, doing therapy for the first time and being, um, Looking at doing it through a phone Sitting in my car You know what I mean It it felt kind of impersonal
0: So I I I actually forgot this question earlier But have you ever felt guilty About any of it? Like guilty of any of the
1: Yeah uh, How so? My dad's situation I felt guilty Just about like I said Not picking up that phone The night before You know what I'm saying I don't really know What he wanted Or what You know what I mean What that conversation Would have been like um, so I felt a lot of guilt with that. And then my younger brother, like, I felt a lot of guilt because, you know, as an older brother, you kind of unofficially have to guide your brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not even unofficially, but, like, you know, once my once my older brother was, you know, he went to he went to um, the penitentiary in, like, 06, 07. So I was, like, 17, 18. He was, like, 19 or 20 or something like that. Um, and then my younger brother, you know, Trying to guide him But it's only so much Guidance that you That's can do can You know what I mean So they gotta learn On their own Yeah and he made Certain decisions He really jumped off The porch super early Um, And so like I felt a lot of guilt By that You know just like Damn was I there enough I used to just text him Randomly and be like Bro I'm sorry If I wasn't there for you He like You know him He like What you talking about bro You always been there for me Like You're yeah. like bro I, I tried to be like you I just You know what I mean It wasn't just It just wasn't me You know what I mean But like as a You still It's like that um, Like watching film And you think about that play Where you could have done Something different mm. You know what I mean right. It's that feeling That you still carry with you That you just can't do Nothing about You gotcha. know what I mean Regardless of what Type of acceptance You give it You know what I mean
0: So what do you feel Like you need As far as A support system Going forward mm-hmm. Or You know Even with therapy yeah. if you, you know Start therapy back uh, what do you feel like you need in the support system even from your 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 girl or mm. you know even your child if you <laughs> need something from her I mean I know she's young but for sure even if you gotta be like hey hey you need to sit down today
1: yeah, yeah. What, what you what you need man uh I mean I think it's it's kind of dynamic because one I definitely need my space mm. I need my time because of Not necessarily. I say it's because of what I do with music and how much time and how much that means to me and how much those circumstances drive me in that field. You know what I'm saying? So I would definitely say I need my time. I need my space. But I also need, like, affection. You know what I'm saying? I need need my love languages to be paid attention to. You know what I'm saying? I need to be asked how I feel today. You know what I mean? Like, those type of things where I can, like, as a man... Even, you may never get that question, um, and you're just supposed to keep going on. It's supposed to yeah. be okay, you feel me? But, like, I think that's all I need is just, you know, that check-in to see, like, how am I really doing? You know what so I'm saying?
0: So, a, a check-in really helps you. Yeah, for sure. And that's sitting like, okay, I just want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. What is Quiz going through? Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I
0: don't care what it is, mm-hmm. if. If your goddamn left pinky has been bothering you, what is quiz and you would you I yeah. mean you be open to that, right? For sure. For okay. sure. For so. sure.
1: I think, yeah, for me it's just just having the opportunity to like share my thoughts. Um, but also like having somebody who has the capacity to to hold up what I'm, you know what I mean? To to carry what I'm about to put on them, you feel me? Because remember like, what
0: I said, mm-hmm. it's trial and error. So for sure. you got to put it out there. You got to put that pride to the pride to be the depth of us. For
1: sure. So
0: you got to be in that same breath. We got to be like, I know this might sound crazy, because mm-hmm. we always gonna go there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna sound crazy. I'm gonna try it anyway. Yeah. Man, quiz, I stubbed my right toe and <laughs> that shit, and I've been mad about it <laughs> for the last three days, and I just need you to be like, yeah. Bro, that's
1: okay. Bro.
0: Yeah. It's okay. You probably stubbed it because you needed to sit your ass down. Yeah. Because yeah. if you I mean, would have went outside, you yeah. would have hit the tree branch and fell off the porch. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. <laughs> nah, for real. Uh, but, man, we, yeah, we coming, we coming towards a close, man. man. We didn't add you here. Yeah. We thank you again.
1: Even saying pride, I guess I want to touch on that, too. Like, talk to him. Yeah, like, so that's actually the last conversation that me and my dad ever had was, like, Ooh. about pride. You know what I'm saying? I sat over his house one day, probably, like, probably a few days before it happened. And, um, you know, that's why we were sitting there watching football. We watched, we watched two NFL games back-to-back. Back. So, you, they tell you how long I was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, we just having general conversation. It just felt like, like, now that I look back and, you know what I'm saying, in hindsight, I'm like, that's why we had that conversation because we needed to. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things. He's, like, selling pride probably gonna be the downfall of any man you know what i mean he said i he said i deal with so much um guilt towards myself because of the pride that i had when i was younger and i made certain decisions and now your life is the way it is your brother's you know what i'm saying so it's like it's like don't don't let pride make decisions for you you know what i'm saying don't let your ego make decisions for you use your brain and that's like when i tell you that's Like the last Like we talked about that And I think I might have left Like five minutes after that You know what I'm saying So we got like Real deep into a conversation About that So I'm gonna need you Mm -hmm. To uh, go home
0: And uh, write down that Mm -hmm. And uh, make a graphic Or something And Mm -hmm. you need to have that Somewhere bro For sure Yeah cause You need to have it somewhere bro Yeah I
1: I think even at the time I didn't get it You know what I'm saying At the time I'm like What you mean I'm supposed to have pride in myself Like pride was a completely Different word Had a different definition um, but when life hit and I had to sit with myself and I had to minimize myself, take my ego out the picture, you know, all those type of things, bro. It was, um, it was eye opening. And I was like, in the moment I just knew, I was like, damn, that's, that's what my daddy was talking about. Like, that's what he was talking about. Shit like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm being able to see his words. Then we, I got a whole bunch of letters. Like my dad used to write me from the prison okay. and just like. It wasn't no, hey, what you up to? We like going in, like, he he teaching me. You know what I mean? So I still open them up and just read them and, like, just get little things. I'm like, damn. When I was, like... 22, this wouldn't have made the type of sense that it is now. You're 32. You, you know
0: got to I mean? get that back in your face. He's still here with you. I, don't, I never believe. Yeah. We, don't, we don't even understand the metaphysical.
1: We don't. So, we don't.
0: I don't think they're gone. I think they still here. He's probably right here right now. Man, he's been there. The whole, he been here the whole time. Yeah, he's been you, here the whole time. Nine years. Yeah, he's been here whole time. You popped it off with the prize, so he must be talking to you.
1: For sure. He is. He uh, always with me.
0: So if you could give any advice to others that's struggling with grief what would you say?
1: Um don't do it alone. Okay. You don't have the capacity to give yourself the answers. Mm. Um Yeah, I would say don't do it alone and find you somebody that's trustworthy and that has the capacity to walk cuz that's basically what it is, you know what I mean? It's one of them things where it's like if you're gonna walk through hell, I'm gonna walk through hell with you. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's just that's kind of you know I guess that's what I would say. Just don't like really seek help. You know what I mean? Be honest with yourself um, because it's a journey and it's not something that's just gonna you're just gonna feel better one day. You know it's it's a con- it's from that point to the end of time that you always gonna face whatever this circumstance brought you. And it's just the the more that you live, the more understanding that you get on that circumstance and um, you just kind of grow from it, you know what I mean. So that's what I would say. Just don't, don't try to do it by yourself. You know what I mean.
0: That's a, that's a, that's a lot, man. That support system can change a, it can move a mountain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. If you could say, this is the last thing, mm-hmm. if you could say anything to your dad and mm-hmm. your brother.
1: Mm-hmm. Anything.
0: <laughs> let's say right now. Mm-hmm. To the camera This camera yeah. is yours Right now This is the They're they're looking at it Oh man This camera or that, <laughs> But they're looking at you And uh, go ahead What you want to say to
1: them Man What would I say Pops i will be like uh, Man What you think of your baby boy You know what I'm saying What you think of your ma- I mean my pops He just had so many Man you gonna be this You gonna be that You gonna You know my pops was a visionary So like If I could say I'd be like What you think of what I turned out to be You know what I'm saying I definitely know you proud of me, Um, man. Your granddaughter, she never met you. She was born two, two and a half years, but she still know you. She still know your presence. Uh, and I just tell him I love him, man. You know what I mean? I love him and uh I forgive him for like anything he might've carried with itself. And uh my brother, man, I'd be like, Shh. boy, I wish he was here right now. I ain't gonna lie. Just on this music side, he would, this was his, Dream, oh, you know what I'm saying? He wow, he wow. done music first, um, and we that's how kind of how we got into doing music just in the room, we writing raps back and forth. We not, he you got to think like having Boosie and Big Crit in the room together is two totally different, you know what I mean? But like, uh, man, I was just telling man, I'm proud of him. Uh, I noticed all your effort, you know what I mean? I know, I know what you went through, um, yeah, and I'm proud of him, man. I love him with all my heart, you know what I mean, and. His kids, I already know his kids proud. I know he proud of them. Um yeah, I just tell him I love him, man, and you know, keep me safe. Stay with me. He still
0: blocking for your little man. Man,
1: still hey, somebody, block, somebody got man? a block. Somebody got a block. Somebody got a block.
0: So, um <laughs> that's about it, bro. That was a great That was, that a, was a great interview, yeah. man. Great podcast. Thank man. you, brother. Uh, anything else? Where where can the people find your music?
1: Uh, man, if you search me at Quiz Cantrell, Q U E Z C A N T R E L L, you can find me on any streaming platform, um, anywhere the music's hosted. My music will be there. Um, Motivated Quiz, M O E underscore T I V A T E D Q U E Z, or you can just type in Quiz Cantrell and it'll pop up.
0: You're gonna find them, uh, Forever Nine, man. Yeah, uh, this has been great, man. Uh, Another, what is it, miracle in Music City,
1: man? Another Music City miracle. you i looking at one. <laughs> I'm, a whole, I'm a whole Music City miracle out here. Hey,
0: man, we're going to do this again. We're going to, uh, sure. especially a sit down, man, just talk about different stuff. But mm-hmm. appreciate your boss.
1: Man, thank y'all for having me.
0: Peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going. Well, you see, it changed. Uh, I got Cube on now. And today was a good day you know okay. let me get it uh. oh oh i i got something on my mind i got a rhyme I'ma take my time let me get my shine on yeah yeah cue yeah. Okay. you better sign me dog i'm about to blow up. <laughs>
1: that was great that felt good i did okay